0: Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting
1: thechurchatbushland.com slash give. spent most of worship trying to keep tears from falling inside of my glasses so I could see when I got up here. Woo. Well, hey, uh, good to see each of you. Uh, thanks for being here. Mid-July, got here quick, man. I want you to grab your word. We're going to be in the word today. Uh, Last week, I kind of kicked off a series uh, simply entitled Confidence. And uh, I'm going to look at confidence for the remaining month of July. Um, And I simply want to look at it because, and I'm talking general here, when you look at the church in America today... I don't see, I don't see confidence oozing out of the church, and and, and I don't see boldness out of the church, and largely that's because um, I believe that the little church isn't confident or bold. Which in turn, when we all gather together, we don't gather together and increase each other's boldness. (laughs) We we gather together and we're not bold. And I believe that when the church, little and large, can get bold, it's world change. When this church, when what we just experienced can get flipped on the outside of these walls, we're going to see revival. We're going to see a move of God that we have no idea that we've prayed for, that we yearn for, that people have gone before us and all they went to heaven, prayed. They, had, they didn't get to see it. We're gonna get to see it. I believe that the earth is yearning for a move of God like that again. I, I do, I just, I may be crazy, but I'm gonna spend the rest of my life being crazy, I guess. The, I don't know. But, but I want you to go in your Bible to John 14, John 14, I want you to look at verse 12, John 14, 12. If you want to, you can go a little bit further uh, to the right, go to Acts 1. We're going to get to Acts 1 right after this. All right? The title of the message is simply Power for Confident Living. Power for Confident Living. I want you to look at John 14, verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Greater things... You will do, because I go to my father, greater things. We need to flip over the acts, one. Acts one. Look at verse seven. And he said to them, "It is not for you to know the time or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority." But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I hear this scripture a lot, but it's always, when I hear it, they leave out two words. I hardly ever hear it when someone quotes it. They say, you will receive power, and the Holy Spirit comes on you and be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and all the places of the earth. In me. To me. They leave it out. Why are we supposed to be the witnesses in, in Judea, in Samaria, and all the places of the earth? To Him. We're representing Him. He wants us to be His witnesses. To whom? To Him for his glory, for his honor. You will do greater things than I. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That, my friends, is confident living. Powerful, confident living. How many of us get up in the morning walk out into our day, into the mission field God opens up for us in the power of the Holy Spirit, believing that I'll do greater things because he went to the Father. We'll do greater things. It's a question of what he wants to do through me today. What does he want to do through me today? So I want to look real quick, what robs me of confident living? What robs me of confident living? So if I'm If I'm not confident in what I'm doing, what is robbing me of that? Why am I not confident? Well, number one, I believe, is fatigue. See, confidence is a powerful thing. The lack thereof is powerful, too. If you're tired physically, you won't be confident. Now, when I was a freshman in high school, they made you run track. That's the only reason I ran track. <laughs> I am the kid that had this shirt, I hate track. All right? All right? I can run in that. So I'm, I'm in East Texas, and my coach told me, Ponder, you're going to run the 110 hurdles. Oh, Lord. If you don't know what the 110 hurdles are, they're just the earthly example of hell, I think. <laughs> They're terrible. They line up a bunch of hurdles and they start eight guys on the sound of a gun and you run about from here to the front row and you jump over a hurdle and you run about that far and you jump again and you do it again and you do it again and do it again. again. So the first track meet comes. My mom, she's so excited, she says, I'm gonna cheer for you. I'm like, You have no idea. (laughs) She says, Do you think you're gonna win? I said, Mom, let me help you with something. I am a cracker, Caucasian, honky. (laughs) They are about to line up me with seven just, I mean, leopards, dude. And they're going to, you're going to hear a whistle or a horn, and I'm going to start with all the passion I can. But I just want you to know something. Eight places, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Because all I'm going to watch in front of me is seven absolute studs going over hurdles like a gazelle. And I'm going to look like a giraffe back there. I said, it's not going to be because I'm not confident, honey. I'm confident, mom. I'm trying, but it ain't in me. Uh, Let me ask you this when you get tired, you don't have confidence. And by hurdle number seven or eight, I, oh, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm ugly, ugly over there. I mean, they should come up to me and go, son, son, listen to me. See, here's what happens in track me. You finish first, first guy walks up. He, he's supposed to catch first place winner. He puts his arm around him, tells him it's time. Second place, mm-hmm. third place, fourth place. Eighth place don't have nobody come up to them. <laughs> nobody. Oh, here's me at the end. Oh, okay. I just walked off the track. I, there ain't nobody coming to me. They'll go, son, your coach should have told you so he he wants or I will. I mean, seriously, but all the confidence in the world, I wanted to do it. I was tired. I could barely get over that stuff. Okay? When your physical body is tired, you don't have confidence. So listen to me. We are an engine God built. We're to be, we need to eat. We need to put it in movement, okay? And we need to rest it. And there needs a balance of all three of those, okay? You need, you need to take care of your body physically with food. You need to move, move your body. It's very important after you eat to move the body, okay? Or there'll be a period of time in your life when you can't move the body, okay? And then you need to rest the body. Let me ask you, what does your physical body run on it has to run on something, and it's got to have it. Let me ask you this. If you're going to be a man or woman of confidence, and you're going to be a man or woman of boldness, we talked last week about what does boldness come from. Where does boldness come from? It comes from the Holy Spirit. So where, what does your boldness run on? See, you got choice at the pump. You've got unleaded or you got diesel. I'm going to help you with something. Do not grab the green hose. Don't grab it. Because if you're running an unleaded vehicle and you grab the green one, you're not going to run that vehicle much longer. Not long at all. Some of us have got to understand something. If the Holy Spirit of God gives us boldness, we need to stop putting me-leaded in it and start putting Holy Spirit-leaded in it. And if we put Holy Spirit-leaded in it, we're going to run like you ain't never seen. We're going to be bold. For many of us, we're at the wrong pump. God designed the body to have boldness and it to be filled with the Holy Spirit, as Paul said. Some of us are not running bold because we're not putting boldness in. And boldness comes from the Holy Spirit of God, not from you. You can't be taught bold. You can't. You, nobody can put bold in you but the Holy Spirit. You're bold because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Look at the people in the Bible. David. Look at Gideon. We'll talk about him in the future. Boldness, my friend. Boldness. It comes from the Holy Spirit. You can't put anything else in it. Fatigue. If you don't rest your body and you don't fill up with the right stuff, you won't have boldness. You just won't have it. Second is this, failure. Failure will kill your confidence. It'll kill it. Sometimes we get, uh, sometimes people hurt us and, and, and disappoint us and let us down and fail us, basically. So, so who, who, who failed you? Did you fail yourself? Sometimes we fail ourselves. Sometimes others fail us. Others will always fail you. They don't mean to every time, but they will. Sometimes the world will fail you. Does the world fail you? Let me help you with something if you're struggling. The world is supposed to fail you. This is not our home. The world's not supposed to meet our needs. It's not supposed to make us happy. We're passing through. If you're looking at the world to to fill you with confidence, and you have all the world that the world says, you need this, oh, and you live like a king, and you try to get all this, and you're still not living like a king, you're gonna get mad at the world. The world's not supposed to meet your needs, not your provider. All right? Has your health failed you? Your health can fail you. Sometimes the church can fail you. All these areas can, can impact us and, and rob us from confidence and, and rob us from being bold. So let me ask you this Who do you need to forgive? Who you need to let go? Those those people in here holding people, been holding them for a long time. Been holding them. Well, let me rephrase that. Those people in here are being held by that for a long time. See, you can't walk confidently and bold because you won't let yourself go. Because your past continues to speak. Some of you can't walk confident in bold because others have failed you and you let them go. For some of you, you've come from bad church experience and I I hate that for you, but you need to let that church go. You need to let whoever has failed you let them go because your hose for boldness so the Holy Spirit can flow through you is kinked. And it's kink because of unforgiveness. It's kink because you won't let them go. And so the Holy Spirit is in you. It wants to empower you, but you got to kink. And until you let God unkink that and you let those people go, the power of the Holy Spirit won't flow through you. So you won't be bold. So you want to be bold, but you won't let them go. You say, Pastor, listen to me. If I let them go, they win. Does it really matter? Does it really matter if they win? Because right now, don't you want to win? And under under the present circumstances in which you've enchained yourself, you're not winning. So why not let them go so they, quote, can win? But in doing so, you free yourself up so you can win. Because there's a whole lot of people that's got your name on it that you can't see right now because your boldness kinks the Holy Spirit so your eyes see with your eyes and not his eyes. And you're not seeing it. Not seeing it at all. Who do you need to let go? The other area that you that absolutely robs people of confident living or bold living is fear. Fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. I want you to go to your Bible. Go to Hebrews chapter eleven. Hebrews eleven, verse six. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, all right, this is, you don't have it. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You must have faith that he is is he is what the great I am you have got to have faith that he is who he says he is and when you don't have faith you say he's not that that's what it says you're saying to God you can't I don't believe you can so because I don't believe you can I don't move I stay here in fear you say, well, that's not what I'm saying or my fear. Then what are you saying? I'm just saying that I'm too busy right now and I'm just scared. No, you're saying you're fearful. That you're a born again child of God who has a Holy Spirit power living inside of them and it's pumping blood through their veins. And because of that, you can be bold, but you will not allow yourself to be bold because you're scared. I don't like when you say scared. It makes me sound like a wimp. I'd rather you say, I'm fearful. Well, I'll say this. You're fearful because you're scared, okay? You're a chicken. You're a baby, okay? All the words that make you mad in junior high and make you go hit people, that's what I'm saying to you. Why? Because the father is saying, you're being a wimp. You're not a wimp because you're my child and I have my power flows through you, but you're, be, you're acting like a wimp. Quit acting out of identity. That went fast for people. (laughs) Rewind that a little bit. Your identity is in him. When you are fearful, you're not in your identity. You're having an outer body experience and it's failing you. If you will go get your bones back in this earth suit over here, you'll do it. But when you have an out-of-body experience, you move from being a, a powerful, bold person that's born again to over here in your own flesh with me unleaded in you that's scared. I want you to understand something. When when fear walks in, faith exits. When fear enters, faith exits. It just does. I'm talking to some people in here, and you've got a son or daughter, maybe more than one, that has nightmares. Can't sleep, has a tough time sleeping. You tried a whole bunch of stuff, but have you come in your, your son or daughter's room and covered that room in the blood and said Jesus over that room and step into your authority? and pray Jesus in that room? Have you taken the bread and the juice and sat with your bride or your husband and had communion? Have you claimed that turf? See, we don't walk in our authority. We have to walk in that authority. We have to not be scared. We have to be powerful and bold and confident in who we are. We have to be. So what robs us? fatigue, failure, fear. What restores my confidence? Two things, and we're done. What restores it? Number one is simple: His presence. His presence. I want you to go in your Bible to Acts four. Acts four, verse 13. Acts four: 13. Watch this. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. <laughs> Rut row, Listen to me. You want to be bold? Step in his presence. When you hang out, walk with, do life for Jesus, you're going to be one bold cat. You're going to be sitting at restaurants, sitting in stores, walking down aisles, and people are going to say, and God, the Holy Spirit's going to say, you need to pray for that person. You're going to turn around and go, who the heck is he talking to You need to pray for that person. You say, "Why? I I would have prayed for him, God, but I I just don't know if that, you know, I don't know if that's you. I mean, what if that's, you know, what if that's what? Let me help you with something. If you ever get the notion that you should pray for somebody, I don't think the devil's doing that. (laughs) I've not seen that. Listen to me. I meet believers. They mean well. They look at me as the sweetest that mean they just so sweet. They got more scripture underlying their Bible than I do. And they'll look at me and they'll say, Pastor, I just felt like I needed to go pray for my neighbor, but I haven't done it yet. I just I'm really praying through whether or not it's me or God speaking. Okay. You're a born-again child of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is your deposit guarantee and your inheritance and kingdom. Jesus said, I'll speak to you through the helper, through the Holy Spirit. So if you're born again and the Holy Spirit lives in you and you sense that you should go talk to your neighbor and you're trying to figure out if that's you or God, can I tell you something? That's God speaking to you through the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. The enemy, the devil, will never tell you to witness to somebody. They will never tell you to lay hands on them and pray for them. That is not the devil. If you get that notion, if you feel that, that is the Holy Spirit nudging you to do that. You say, well, oh, my gosh, what if they think I'm one of them freaks? That, I'm sorry, one of those people that love Jesus and believe his word? Yeah, I'd hate that. Listen, that's a burden you don't need to bear. That's Lord, you don't need to do that. that that's too much for you. I'd hate for them to think that of you. I would rather them to think that you're, you don't believe the word and you're lazy. That's much better. You do that. That's much better. Listen to me. That's what he wants you to do. That's the church, be in the church, outside the church. Don't be worried about that. Just out of obedience, go do that stuff. There'll come a day when that becomes nature, natural to you. That'd be second, you don't even think about it. The Holy Spirit will lead you to do that. You say, well, I don't even know what I'm going to pray for. Well, that's perfect because I never know what I'm going to pray when I pray. The Bible tells me in Romans eight twenty six that I don't know what to pray. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will tell me by my groanings what to pray for. People always say, man, pastor, how'd you, how'd you know to pray for that? I not know they don't teach you at seminary what to pray for. You can't do that. It's not a, there's not a class for that. You, the Holy Spirit does that. You step out in faith, you pray for someone, and the Holy Spirit tell you what to pray. Just do it. Well, I'll look weird. Man, it's really time for the church to look weird. If that's what you believe, I'm sorry, you need to start looking weirder. I mean, you look weird right now anyway, and you're not doing it, so why not just go look more weird doing it? You'll have more fun. If you're gonna be weird, have fun. All right? But his presence, you want you want boldness, get in his presence. He'll fill you with the Holy Spirit, he'll fill you up. You'll have so much in you when you go, you'll live bold. You'll live bold, man. Bold, bold. Last thing is this. What else restores my confidence? His power. His power does. We talked about it a while ago in Acts 1.8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Philippians 1.6 says this, that he that began a good work in you will complete it until Jesus. So he's begun it in you. Just keep filling up with the Holy Spirit daily so you can walk out there in power and boldness and be the church outside the church. Listen, every one of us, every one of us, Every one of us have these little church moments all around us. We just got to cash in on them. You got people you work with. You got people your neighbors with. You got people you bump into at the store. I mean, all kinds of things. And they're divinely put there for you. And the Holy Spirit has prompted you and, and nudged you several times, and you've not done it. If you'll just do it, you'll be more blessed than you can ever imagine. What will happen to you is this: As you step out of obedience and do it, it's going to feel good and you're going to love it, and you're going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and do it. Once it gets in you, once you taste and see that he is good, you can never get enough. I encourage you to do that. Paul simply said, and "We believe Paul's the greatest Christian ever. Be filled. So every single day, just say, God, feel me. fill me fresh. Feel me new with the Holy Spirit of God because I want to see what you see. I want to say what you want me to say. And I want to hear what you want me to hear. And I can't do it in my own flesh. I can't do it in me it. I must do it in the Holy Spirit-ledded. I must be filled every day to be able to do it. And God, as I walk out here, you know my day. I don't know my day. As I walk out there, I want you to give me boldness to be a man or woman of boldness for you out in a world that's desperately in need to see boldness from believers and boldness from the church. I'm gonna ask you to do something a little different today. You know, you talk about boldness from the pulpit to your church, and then you have a prayer at the end, and you say amen, and we go back to doing whatever we wanna do. I believe if you're not gonna be called in a very, very, very safe place to be bold and, re- and respond, where well, are you going to do it? So I'm going to ask you today, church, we're going to move to a time of ministry in just a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and ask Pax and Curie and the worship team to come up. If you're sitting here today and you'd have the guts to say, Pastor, I, me, I, I don't know about anybody else in my family, but I, need to be more bold. I am not being bold. I'm not taking advantage of my opportunities. I'm passing them by. I'm I'm not being bold. I'm not being bold enough. I need to be more bold. I'm going to ask you to stand right where you're at. As a declaration to say, I need to be more bold. And listen to me. I'm going to love the people sitting, so don't think, I got to stand because Jeff won't like me if I see it. I don't care if you sit. It has nothing to do with me. If you, your sitting does not change me, I'm bold. Don't worry, people. Like, oh God, here he comes. He's gonna pray for me. All right. If you want to just simply say, I, I need to be bold, God. I need to be bold at home. I just need more boldness. I just want you to stand and say, God, I'm standing because I want to be more bold. I, I, I want to pray for you, okay? But I want you to. I want to ask you to do something before I pray. You will not be bold. You will not be bold. Unless you ask the Holy Spirit to come in and make you bold. So I know you have the Holy Spirit living in you because you're saved. But have you ever said, Holy Spirit, fill me to make me bold. I want to be bold for you. So I'm asking you, church, to pray a very dangerous prayer. Holy Spirit, fill me and make me bold. You better buckle up because you're going to get tested before you ever, maybe before you ever get out of the parking lot. All right? God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Make me bold. So I'm going to, we're going to pray. I want you to pray that prayer. And then I'm going to close you in prayer. And then we'll move to a time of ministry. But I want you to simply pray. Holy Spirit, fill me. Just like Paul said, Holy Spirit, fill me and make me bold. And just keep saying those words. Okay? all throughout this worship center. Holy Spirit, fill me and make me bold. Holy Spirit, fill me and make me bold. Just let it be a declaration. Just start saying it. Holy Spirit, fill me and make me bold. Holy Spirit, fill me and make me bold. Father, for these that are standing, I pray, Father, that you've heard their cry. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and make them as bold as they can possibly be for you, God. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit that lives inside of them will well up in them and give them boldness that they've never had before so they can step in their authority as a king's kid and claim God's words in their life. God, I pray if anyone's sitting, God, and in their gut they're saying, I want it too, I just didn't stand. God, that you would fall on them with boldness as well and empower them. God, bless them. Make them bold for your glory and for your honor only. And God, may they truly be Your witnesses in Jerusalem, Samaria, and Judea, and all the places of the earth, may they be your witnesses in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask the rest of the church to stand as we move to a time of ministry. uh, If you need to come for any reason, altars open, if you need to join the church, if you need prayer, if you're facing something this week that, that you want someone to agree with you, don't sit there alone stand there alone be a man a woman who lets the church be the church let me pray over father move now through this ministry time through the holy spirit for your glory for your honor amen let's worship you come if you need to come
0: thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at bushland we exist to help people know god Find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using The Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.